Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hashtag ISNPod. Beautiful soul unicorns. Welcome to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. What is that hashtag? ISNPod. To all of my new listeners, welcome. I want to welcome you in a way that you have never been welcomed to a podcast platform before in your life. You are safe here. You are welcomed here. And you are a part of my soul family. To all of my returning podcast listeners, my returning ISM pod crew. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am appreciative every time you press play, every time you show up, every time you are in agreement and alignment with me, and every time you disagree. I am glad that you are here. Your presence is welcome here today. Today, we are going to get straight into it because there are some things I would like to discuss, and I am fresh off of the heels of the Not Your Mama's podcast live that went down last weekend in Washington. Washington Heights. And I couldn't have pulled it off, of course, without my co-host Lauren. Shout out to her, Limitless Lauren. And in addition, I could not have pulled it off without this guy. I told you I'll have him here every quarter. I meant it. He's here. He's back. And I'm going to allow him to introduce himself to some and reintroduce himself to others. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your guy, my guy, Denny Blanco. Hallelujah. What's it to you? Did you miss me? <laughs> Denny Blanco. Denny Blanco in the building. ISN Pod. We're live. <laughs> ISN Pod. We're live. Say Talk it li- to me. Say it again. No, nah, I'm not giving you extra drops. Excuse me. ISN Pod. Thank you. Welcome, Denny Blanco, back to ISN Pod. I want to start off with recapping the NYMP Live, excuse me, the fuck it, NYMP Live um, extravaganza that went down last week. Hold on. Can you put our cat in the room? I Wait, you see him? Hold on. Wait. Wait. Can you? Wait, how'd we'll you be, slither? We'll be, we'll be right back. Hold on one second. How'd you slither? <laughs> we don't. We don't live by ourselves. We pretty much live with him and he does run our household and we do what he says, but I'm going to need you to put him away. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks to our cat Dash, who runs our household. We do not uh, have say so here. So this is what happens live and in living color. When you record at home, you have all of the elements of your home and our cat Dash is one of them. So back to what you were saying. What were we saying? Hallelujah. Oh. What's it to you? Denny Blanco. <laughs> Did you miss me? Oh, it was the, oh, it wasn't okay. the introduction. No, right. No, it was the, no, uh, we it went, was we the, uh, ISN pod. ISN pod. Yes. I asked you, Love. I asked you to, or I was telling the audience about last week's fuck it. Not your mama's podcast live where I, along with my co-host limitless Lauren took over Washington Heights. Shout out to Yahida boss lady, CEO at pop and pour wine bar in Washington Heights, which is one of my favorite places to go in the Heights. And she just allows us to come in there and literally turn her place out all the time and often and we had an amazing time there was standing room only it was packed there were people lining the walls standing on the benches to participate with Lauren and I and there would be no not your mama's podcast there would be no I said no hashtag what is it Denny 
There would be none of that without you. So I always give you your accolades. I will always give you your props. And in doing so, I want to share how appreciative I am of you for not only being someone who taught me how to record, taught me how to use the mixer, taught me how to just be my own producer for Not Your Mama's podcast, and I said no, but also shows up to all of my live events, whether they're partnered, shared, or my individual ones, and works the hell out of the audio for me works the hell out of the photography and videography for me and I just want to publicly thank you again on this platform and it is an honor for me to always have you here not just as um, someone who is a creative being himself but someone who really sees and understands my journey and who plays a part in it so thank you for that you're very welcome to be blessed to oh, be in my God. presence. Uh, <laughs> You're right. No, let me not even yuck your yum. You are absolutely right. Yeah, don't yuck it, baby. Don't yuck it, daddy. <laughs> don't yuck it. Don't yuck it. But, in all seriousness, I'm very proud of uh, what you're building, and um, it's called shooting in the gym. You want to be able to uh, say you made the right pass, made the right uh, screen. Mm-hmm made the right the shot, made the right alley-oop, and all those things are different things that you can do as a player hmm. in a game. I just said, you know, make the right pass, make the right shot, make the right screen. The, the, there are all different types of things you can do as a player. You, you, you don't have to be stuck on one thing. So, um, Kenya, you got me stuttering. Can you just like quickly, quickly elaborate on that? What do you mean? Let me touch it. Well, no, I mean, I was, I was just in when I'm saying like, I set screens, I pass the ball, I take a jump shot. I, there are different elements in a game where, just basically saying there are different elements to uh, helping somebody. It's not just your way of helping someone. It's like, oh, you just, oh, well, I'm just here to um, work the door. So you may see something happening during the time, but because you're only working the door, you're like, well, I'm not going to engage in that because that's not my job. Hmm. Um, If you're brought onto the team to support team ISN pod. Yes. Then you, we want like-minded individuals who who are able to uh, see an issue, see a problem, run with it, and try to solve it before you know the head of the team, the boss lady, what have you, um, has to either address it or has to fix it herself. So when I say, you know, there are other things you can do. Yeah, you can if you have the ability and the capacity and the ability and capacity to help, help. In every way that you can possibly know, possibly help. So if I can, you know, if I could take shots, in terms, excuse me, if I could take um, pictures, if I could take video, if I can help with the door, if I can, if I'm not going to stretch myself, then I want to, I want to engage. So that's what I meant by that. Great point. And the reason I asked you to elaborate for those people who are not sports easters, sports easters who understand the terminology that you were referring to with the teammates, I wanted you to break it down and you eloquently did. Thank you very much. But you also brought up a great point too. If you are stretched too thin, so let's get, bring it back to what you said about being at the door. If you are at the door and you see something that could be done better or you see something that can be addressed, I don't want you to leave the door, right? Because your position is at the door. However, I want you to communicate with someone else on the team that says, hey, hootie hoo, <laughs> you know, the boss lady's, the boss lady's boob is about to pop out. Do something about it. You know, or the boss lady's mic. We can't hear her over here. Do something about it. Or the merch table is about to fall. I need somebody to see from my from my angle, from my vantage point. I could see the leg on the table is about to drop. So I might not be able to leave my station. 
I might not have the capacity to physically move, but I have the capacity to text. I have the capacity to wave. I have the capacity to, as Denny Blanco just said, hootie hoo. I have the capacity to get someone's attention. So you are definitely a team player. I believe you can teach a webinar about team playing. I feel you've come so far in team playing. You've always been an athlete in your actual life, but translating those skills, those, those transferable skills. We need to have an episode about transferable skills because of your teammates and your, your leadership on a team and your ability to transfer that leadership into someone else's hand and be the teammate to the leader um, as an all city basketball player in your college days. I believe that helped you once we got the kinks out. I believe that helped you become the team player that you are. And I feel like especially in the in the male role, I feel like you can really educate men on how to support their woman in the professional setting if their woman is leading in that area what do you think some some human beings i don't want to make a gender first i start thinking about things where is it gender based or is it a human is it a human trait definitely a human trait. i don't know if um a star basketball player is a star at one high school and for whatever reason his family has to move to another uh, another part of the city then he gets transferred to an you know transferred to another school and now he has to play on the basketball team and now he's not the man mm. Mm. There are certain men mm -hmm. who can handle that. Yes. There are certain men who cannot handle it. Right. Period. So right. when you mention um, being able to be a man and, and watching your mate flourish, um, it's it's a, it's a learned behavior, and it's something where an ego and pride ego and pride is going to be challenged uh, um, hourly and daily. If, Absolutely. If if you. If you as a man, or let me look at it like this: if you you as a lady, if you're doing business and and your man or mate is, it's one thing not to be engaged in it, but it's one thing not to support it, and it's one thing not to um, you know try to put your your hand in helping it. Um, when you see that happening, when you see the, the other mate not doing any of those little traits, then chances are they're not gonna. It's all about we're back to team playing, right? We're back to team playing. To I just, playing. yeah, it's like you see the signs. They're they're not gonna, they're not going to support. So I don't know if it's a gender thing or a human thing when it comes to uh, being a man and being able to support your lady. I just think um, it was a learned behavior. To answer your question, it was um, it was I'm a unicorn. So black unicorns, you know, some of you don't have an issue with pride or ego. So that helps. So it's like oh, now you. It's a matter of uh, learning. Um, how to work with your uh, partner when it comes to business versus personal. I that was agree. that was just a hurdle. That was it. No, I agree. And you're right. It is universal. Men and women experience difficulty in transitioning from a personal relationship to a professional, whether it's siblings, whether you were, you know, many, many siblings work together, many friends open businesses together. You're right. It is universal to humanity. But I'm specifically talking about men. There are things that men need to talk to men about, right? And you might get from me how to be a better partner and be a teammate. But if you speak to another man, specifically another black man, that might help you hear it more. Yeah, I don't know. what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, I don't know if... See, yeah, a lot of nuance involved, a lot of background uh, information is going to have to be downloaded because... First, for for a, another man in a situation like like this, where they have their uh, mate who is trying to build a business, 
they may not have they may not have that uh DNA that part of the DNA in them. Oh, completely agree. They may not based on based on what they've seen in their childhood, right? Their parents, right, etc. Right, right. They may not have it. So when it comes to the uh, a conversation about how can men better position themselves to uh, support their lady or partner or partner if they're looking to build a business. And that's what I just said at the beginning. You can teach that whether they are receptive to it or not. And a lot of people think they don't have things, but things are just dormant in them. A lot of people think they don't have uh, need to wake it up. Yeah. Dormant, meaning it's sleeping. It's saying the oil was never, Mm -hmm. ever. It was never, ever touched. It was never, ever for it to be woken up. It had to have been going to sleep. Some people never even woke it up in the first place. They don't even know it's there. It's sleeping. It, it, It hasn't been tapped into. So I'm not one to automatically count someone out. Out, that they don't have the ability to do so when the knowledge to bring it to the forefront and awaken it if it's dormant or even access it and tap into it even if you didn't know it was there and even if it wasn't there even if it's not there it can be put there right so you learn behavior yeah you can you learn. learn how to be a supportive being and again it's transferable it doesn't just have to be your mate in a, a romantic sexual relationship i think what you're doing also can be translated for siblings for parents that work with their children for friends that start a business i don't think it's just a romantic relationship again i've seen you you and i have come far in our communication and there was ego involved on both ends at first that's why we were clashing um and we decided to say you know what this is not working the way I want it to. I know that's what I said. This is not working the way I wanted to. We had one instance where in front of people, you said something and I was pissed off and embarrassed and we had to have like a month breakdown about it. Um, and then we came back to the table and was like, you know what? This could have been done this way. This could have been done that way. I was speaking to my wife at the moment and I was speaking to my husband at the moment. And even though the setting didn't require husband and wife, we then started to learn how to compartmentalize our roles and made a conscious decision to say when we're recording, when we're at events, when we're doing anything, when the life architect is in the room, I am not your husband. I am your employee or I'm your partner. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> who, who, who you think you're talking to? It's <laughs> dying. You still think it's funny, huh? Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go grab the bags. No, I still don't. You, you have to understand that one more, well, another point is um, playing on certain teams, what have you, getting on. And I think summer league teams are good because you get to, you know, playing basketball, you get to go and play with other people in other different areas mm-hmm. and see uh, who's the man and who makes the conscious effort to say, to, you know, subliminally say I'm the man. Teaches you how to play with other people. And then also to what I realize is you can uh, be on a team and you'll be the, you'll be the leader and you have to communicate with the people on your team and everybody uh, receives the communication differently. Absolutely. And then there are times where I've been on teams where I was like, well, I'm done communicating with that person because I'm not responsible. Like, you know, because if you're on a team, you may not be responsible for that person's, uh, uh, them being on the team. They, they could be on, you can inherit a team. Right. Right. You can inherit it. But if it's in business, you choose your, team. you choose your team. And then, you know, somebody may, somebody may do something and you have to get, you have to get rid of them. That's power. But to be on a team and not be able to get rid of them and then have to adjust no different than you're at a party or you're at an event 
and an event's going and somebody's on your team is not doing what they're supposed to do, guess what's going to happen? Someone's going to have to take up the slack. You're not going to be able to fire that person right then and there. But you're going to have to tell that person, all right, what you're doing isn't this. Go do this to to not even engage it because you don't have time. And then someone else is. So a lot of moving parts when it comes to um, obviously throwing event ice and pod and, 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 you know, having people on your team support you but it starts with obviously someone you can trust if it's your mate that's great if it's somebody you can trust that's great too i agree i don't require you to be a part of anything that i do i get asked that all the time do i force you do you want to do i pay you is that a yeah is that a common thread i do why why is he here no not (laughs) not why is he here does he want to be here right right right. is he like right he's here does he want to be here right does he want to be here do you pay him to be here yes and yes i don't take his time for granted i don't take his talent his creativity for granted um i know there will come a day where i'll be working with other photographers and other videographers we've discussed that as well making sure how he feels about it um how he he knows how I like to look. He knows, you know, how I like to have my image come across and I'll always consult with him in some way. But if he said, Hey, I just want to be your husband today. I'm going to be okay with that and have to outsource. And there are times I just want him to be my husband today. There are times we're at events where I don't, I need support that only he can give me. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Self doubt is kicking in and He knows how to snap me out of that. And if he's too busy doing his job as a hired videographer, photographer, he can't be my husband. And that's something I had to learn. We were at an event and he was my videographer and photographer. And it was my biggest audience yet. I think it was 300 girls at the time at Hofstra University, teenage girls. And I was nervous as hell. And I was backstage, like literally about to poop on myself. And he was setting up the video, you know, stuff, his whatever you call it tripod and camera yeah and he was in the auditorium at that point and i'm up against big dogs like angela angela yee from the breakfast club is coming and there's all these other panels and i was just extremely nervous and i didn't have any support and i had to be my own support which is fine because sometimes you got to be your own champion your own cheerleader and that's what i do for you guys but sometimes i need that for me and that was a moment for me to realize like i i can't have him playing both roles all the time so i have to outsource and that's the conversation we've been having lately but this was not even the topic i just wanted to say thank you we always get into team um teamwork and team playing and this is something that as a married couple, I think we can elaborate on. And I think we should do, I, I should definitely host an event about relationships. And I think you need to be on the panel because people do love, people <laughs> do love when you're here, especially my male listeners. They love when you're here I and my female. Th- I don't think they're ready for them. I don't think females, I don't, my women listeners. I don't think they they're ready for the raw. Oh, please. If they, it don't get no raw to me, they ready. Nah. They ready? Nah. Yeah, you know they ready. Nah, you said it don't get no roar than you. No. (laughs) Okay. Me and you together, they understand. Um, my my, don't don't you dare diminish the intellect of my beautiful soul. No, was that how it came across to me? Well, to you, I could be wrong. Okay, speak for them. So let me. I will. I will be their champion. I will be their voice. Speak for them. Speak for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen. uh, Sometimes I get to. Sometimes when I hear scenarios or hear stories or hear uh, somebody come to me and say, well, give me advice, Denny Blanco. I am 
I am coming to you to 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 hear what you have to say. And once I get the the green light, it's no you go. It's no you know kid gloves. I just yeah. I get straight to the to the raw because it. I mean, it's, it's not wasting time. You could be raw. Excuse me. You could be raw. Is raw a word? You could be raw. Yeah, raw, raw to <laughs> the tenth. Raw to the tenth. Like me. Raw to the tenth power. I mean, you. you and, and even when we're talking about raw. Raw, just straight. Henny, no, no, chase, chase, no chase. Right. You. There are some things that you you know you pull up on. You don't want to. You don't want to say. But and even with me, I'm I'm saying if I was on a panel and I was asked you know a specific scenario question, I'm gonna be all the way real. Well, that's the only reason I'd want you there. I don't, you know, I don't deal with the fake and fugazi. Fronting people give me heebie-jeebies. So I'm just not interested in that. But again, people do ask me about you often and I feel like you need to speak for yourself. This is why I have you on the show. This is why. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hustle and and flow voice. Hey, man. I feel like you have so much to share, so much intellect uh, about being a husband and being a being and being a black man. And I want people to hear that directly from you. So we'll definitely work something out where that can happen. People ask me about relationships all the time and why not have your voice as a part of it? So again, thank you. Let me close. Let me close out with saying one more thing. If you fucking let me finish, like I was literally in mid sentence. Nobody can even, you can't even receive abundance of gratitude. Yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was done because of the pause. Because of the pause. I was breathing. Were you? I didn't hear you. Oh shit! <laughs> say what you were gonna say so we can actually get to the. T- <laughs> yeah, you just get right to it. Let's get right to it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna close by saying Jeff Bezos got divorced recently. For some of you that may know, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, rich, one of the richest people in the world, and I'm saying Jeff Bezos got divorced, and you see, it was just uh, it was amicable, right? It was literally, yeah. it was amicable. There was no argument. I'd be, because what would there need to be an argument for if I'm going to live a filthy rich life as your ex-wife? One and two is chances are. She had to take care of four kids mm-hmm. while he had he to build. do. He had to build, so it was like yeah. here for you and your penance. Here, that's what I'm referencing. Absolutely, you, you doing what you're doing. It's like no, I want to be in it to win it. The end. You could be in it to win it in various ways. We'll talk about how there are different ways to support. You don't have to be at every. If if I had an yeah, event and yeah, you said, yeah, "Babe, yeah, I'm yeah. not interested in this. I don't want to go. I don't want to work it." I would have to respect that. And that's something that I do respect. And for people who want to know how he gets involved, I give him my calendar. I'll say, I this is coming up. Are you available that day? Can we send calendars? Do you want to work this? Are you available? I'll, he'll ask me what it is. I'll tell him what's going on. And he'll be like, sure, yeah. And I'm like, do you want to get paid for this? How We have a discussion. And because we create safe spaces to have discussions where if you disagree with me, it's okay. I think that's why we've been able over the last three years to create this platform of working together in a healthy co-dependency way. Now, today's topic is a safe place. That's what we really came here to talk about. And I just wanted to take a little bit of your time to talk about a safe place. When we hear a safe place, correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, when you hear a safe place, you hear it all over social media, you hear it on TV and people talk about they need a safe place to go to. I often refer to my platforms, whether it's on social media, whether it's this podcast, whether it's my Patreon, monthly subscription services that come with monthly group video calls I often say that video call platform and all these platforms are safe places safe spaces for you and I wanted to define what safe spaces and places mean because I feel like 
we have it confused. We meaning the world has it confused and we want to define safe places based on a lot of our poisonous needs, a lot of our poisonous mindsets, a lot of our need to be coddled. We define safe places based on our traumas and what our traumas need versus what we need to get out and pain manage and heal from. So tell me, Denny, when you hear safe place, safe space, what does that mean to you? It means when I speak about how I feel, mm-hmm. the person on the other side is not going to judge me. It's not going to look at me like I'm stupid. It's not going to make me feel like. I wasted my time coming to them because they don't care. They don't uh, feel what I feel and they are not able to give me uh, proper um, advice on said topic. That's what I mean by safe space. That's what for you me. mean by safe for space. For me, yes. Yes, for you as an individual. Okay. In psychology, emotional and mental safety refer to uh, an emotional and mental state achieved in attachment relationships wherein each individual is open to being vulnerable. The concept is primarily used with couples, any kind of couples. Again, it doesn't have to be relationship couples as sexual relationships. But I don't think people understand that your sibling and you, you are a couple because you're two people right? Your siblings, you, a couple, a couple, give me a couple, give me a couple of chips. That's more than one. That's two or three or four. Okay. So when we hear the word couple, we tend to just think about boyfriend, girlfriend, bae, husband, wife, but anytime you're in a pairing or more, you're in a couple, you have a couple or three, it's a throuple, right? So when you're with someone and you're able to be vulnerable and open, that is what a safe place or safe space means. Now, You mentioned not feeling judged. Am I correct? Yep. I don't think not feeling judged is the definition of a safe space. I feel we get really confused about judgment because judgment means to have an opinion. Yeah. So I'm always going to have an opinion on what someone tells me. So to say I need a safe place that doesn't have judgment, that is judgment free, means I need a space that does not have an opinion on what I'm saying, doing or delivering. Well, I mean, as we as we um, you know peel back this onion, I guess my thought process is if I'm speaking to someone about something I care about and they they have in the past, um, if I've gone to them, has ridiculed me. So if I'm going to somebody and saying, hey, I'd like to take a young lady out. I don't know where to take her or I don't know something happened. I want to get some feedback on it. And it's just like, you should know where to take her. Why would you even ask me that? Take her here. That environment or that type of space wouldn't probably jive with me because I I, I would feel like know it all. I'm coming to you because I don't know it all. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if I'm coming to you, the concept would be is. Oh, this person, no different than, I got it. Here we go. I think I got it. I think I got it. It's like when, um, I think I, I think I asked you or you asked me something and some, it was a conversation where it was about Google. Somebody was asking a question and this was like, oh, well, Google. It's like, I'd rather hear it from you. So when it comes to safe space, safe places, you want to hear it from a particular person. That's why you're obviously bringing it to them. You don't want it to go anywhere else. Um, well, judgment is a term that refers to the process by which people make a decision and form a conclusion. So if you're saying I want a judgment free space or place, you're telling me that I can't form a conclusion, have an opinion on what you're telling me. To me, that's not a definition of a safe space. Now, as a life coach, 
many people tell me, I love coming to you because I don't feel judged. And I often have to correct them and let them know. First of all, let me say this. I don't correct first. I say thank you for feeling that I am someone that you feel safe with. However, if you think I don't judge, you're mistaken. I will always have an opinion and draw a conclusion. Well, that's, I think that's a gift, right? Because, so they're literally, they're literally saying they don't feel judged. I know. And you're saying, yes. oh, no, I do judge. Right. Uh, don't, you know, don't get it twisted. So I think that's what anyone in that scenario would just expect. Like, that, that's what they would expect. Like, you can say you're judging, but just don't make me feel like I'm judging. I'm aware. Yes, you're absolutely right. But feelings are not facts, right? So to say you don't make me feel like I'm being judged or you did make me feel like I was being judged does not mean I did anything differently. That could just be up to the person, right? That's That could be open to the interpretation of the person and their feelings. Now, the reason that people say that to me is because I'm trained to discuss with you in a way where I am being honest with you, but being extremely aware that everything I say and do and every reaction that I have can make you feel something that's not there. Have some tact. Most people are not trained to understand Hmm. that what we say and do, whether it's true or not, will make someone feel something even if it's not our intention. Yes, that is true. Right? Because though our intentions might be good and great, hear me, beautiful souls, though your intention might not be to make someone feel judged, though your intentions might not be to hurt someone's feelings, we cannot rest on intention only and understand that intentions don't absolve us from the end result all the time. I'm not saying that you have to constantly be apologetic to people who are overly sensitive, to people who need to be the victim, to people who need to create chaos, who who need to serve their ego and constantly be on the side where they need saving or the side where they need to make you the villain. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is we have to be responsible human beings and understand that how we make people feel is based on our actions, words, and the things that we give them, whether their feelings are fact or not. Does any of this make sense to you, Denny? It makes perfect sense. Okay. So you mentioned judgment. We talked about judgment, and we have to understand that judgment does come with opinion. Judgment does mean that there is conclusion there. So the next time anyone listening feels that they are not in a safe space because they feel that judgment is attached to that non-safe space. I want you to start to think of this conversation and I want you to say, is this place not really safe because someone has an opinion on my cheating, an opinion on my weight gain, an opinion on my attitude, an opinion on how I raise my children? Is it really, am I defining it as a, 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 a place that's not safe only because I don't like that someone has a conclusion or an opinion about what I'm bringing to them? Because what we don't understand is we're still bringing something into someone else's space, whether it's safe or not. You most likely didn't even ask the person if they had room to keep or hold or harvest what you were bringing into this space, be it safe or not. And you have the nerve to be mad that they didn't give you the permission to enter, yet you entered forcefully anyway, and they have an opinion on what you bought them. I need you to understand when you deliver stuff into spaces that are safe or not. There will be times that you don't have a right to decide if that person who lets you in to that space you won't have a right to decide whether they have an opinion on it. What do you say? 
I say, if I'm looking at two different vantage points. Break it down. Vantage point number one, I'm a kid, I'm 11, 12, and I'm being bullied in school because of my dark skin. Mm -hmm. Who do I go to to speak about that? Whoever you trust. Well, again, vantage points, that's my, looking through my eyes. Then you have my parents. So I'm going, the assumption is at 12 years old, a safe place is going home and speaking to your parents because they're going to have some idea on what to do. Mm -hmm. That's the assumption of a 12-year-old Denny. Yeah. Then when you get there, then you start the conversation off with, this is what happened in school. I'm feeling kind of a way about it. And the feedback because of the my parents' vantage point. And upbringing, yeah. Their vantage point, their upbringing, what they've been through. They could give two nickels. Mm-hmm. What... <laughs> what I'm going through in terms of bullying in school. They're not from a, uh, um, a thought process of, no, this could actually affect him mentally in the future. Because they didn't have shoes. They're right? not. <laughs> so, right. They didn't not, have shoes it's, it's, and they all eight of them, which your mother said, eight siblings, eight, eight out of one eight, plate eight, and bowl. Eight siblings, eight out of one plate and bowl. So you're not, you're so, not, you're not. She doesn't grasp that you're sad because somebody said you're dark. So when I say a safe place, mm -hmm. I realized early on as one example that that place wasn't safe for you that there are certain things that my parents will not no fault of their own will not be able to they're not going to be able to provide a safe place because they don't know how to mm -hmm. and they don't have the uh, uh experience as to uh, establishing a, a safe a safe space so, so again your parents in a lot of instances were not did not provide a safe space for you yeah, sure. Yeah. That's but, a yes or no. No, yeah, I said yes. Okay. Just making sure, getting clarity, because we like to, not everyone, but there are times we like to dance around the fact that whether they knew it or not, the people who raised us, whether it's parents, aunts, big mamas, uncles, foster parents, whomever, did not give us what we needed when we were growing up. And a lot of us did not have safe spaces based on, like you said, the expectation of our 12 year old selves, our 10 year old selves, our eight year old selves, so forth and so on. Hell, some of us at our 30 year old selves and our 40 year old selves and our 28 year old selves don't feel like we get what we need in terms of safe spaces from our parents. But there is a level of understanding as you now have, doesn't mean it doesn't hurt still, but there's a level of understanding that you now have as adult dentist for 12 year old dentist, that your parents literally did not have the capacity to create a space for you that was safe because they didn't have that for themselves. Didn't have the capacity. And then you obviously you could have a different, a different, a whole episode on Dwayne Wade and the, the, the space that was created for his son to decide who he wants on to how be. Mm -hmm. he wants to move in this world. Yes. He had this space to go to his daddy and say, daddy, I'm feeling a certain way. Do you think I could do this? Do you think I could do that? He had a sounding board where he had a space to say, okay, let me go and have a conversation. And then D Wade coming up the way he came up, seeing what he, he saw, not he, him not having a daddy in his life at all either. So it's interesting when you speak about uh, safe, spaces and then you may have you may go through a conversation you may have had you may see you may have for me example with my parents one or you may see what d wade's going through and you have other parents looking other parents on the outside looking and saying no there he's not allowed to have an idea of what 
he possibly his gender could possibly be because he's not old enough so it's interesting to see um the spaces that are created with other people suggesting that no that's not even going to be a conversation in my house in my space because of x everyone has their own um bringing it back to my parents like yeah sure i could have a safe space if i was speaking about um you know Ghanaian. Ghanaian history, sure, there'd be a space where it's, it's co- uh, common ground. So well, that, that'd be that you know it's common ground. So that that space would be different from a space where my parents, you know, whether it comes to when it comes to United States culture, when it comes to hip hop, when it comes to being bullied, when it comes to there are certain things that's just like not gonna be safe. Period. Well, safe. That brings me to my next point about safety. So we talked about judgment and safety. I think a lot of people get safety mixed up, safe spaces and places mixed up because they think safe places means you have to be in agreement. And this is a huge yeah, right, source. Right, right, yeah. This is a huge source of contentment because I can't even tell you personally and professionally how many times I've seen the breakdown of communication that was doing so well as soon as someone disagreed, as soon as someone pushed back, as soon as someone said, well, no, that's not okay with me or that's not how I would do it or I think you could do this better or you were wrong. I think too many people, I don't think, I know, too many people walk into quote-unquote safe spaces and they define it as safe only because most of the people that are in that space that they speak to often tell them they're right or say nothing at all. You don't have to tell someone's right, someone they're right just to not let them know that they're wrong, right? So you walk into spaces and someone's like, I did this to this person, I did that, I'm not feeling this or whatever, whatever. And someone's just like, okay, there's not a opinion part of it. You get what I'm saying? And this is what I call enablers because you, you want to play Switzerland. You want to be neutral. You don't want to say anything. And people believe that you're a safe space when in actuality, you're just a yes man. What do you say? You're, you're, you're hitting it right on the head. Uh, yeah, we have humans that would go around and be like, well, listen, I, I don't want nobody to disagree with me. So I have uh, a group of people or a group of friends that will not. So I'll just bounce it off of them. People pleasing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I just want, or, I don't want anybody to be mad at me. Yeah, I don't want to cause or, any discord. I'm just going to be like, oh, wow, you robbed that bank. Yeah, okay. I've, I've had conversations. I've had, <laughs> I've had uh, numerous, insane. I've had numerous of conversations where the end was, well, not even the end, excuse me. The person comes to me. Of course, Denny, Denny Blanca creates a safe space, baby. Oh, person comes to me <laughs> and then I give them feedback and then they're like, well, you don't agree with me. And then my next my next statement is, if that was your expectation by coming to me, then I am happy to disappoint you. Right. <laughs> I, I, I am happy. Hallelujah. Say that's a word. I am okay with not making you feel like you can come to me because if that's if if the if making you feel like you can come to me and that I'm a safe place means that you're in total agreeance 24 7 every single time every single time that i'm happy to disappoint you yeah absolutely i've been i've had some some deep that some deep 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 conversations and it's it starts off with the person having an issue coming to me trying to get uh, feedback off me as a sounding board i'm giving them information and then it leans you know turns it veers off course to well why, why 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 aren't you why aren't you agreeing with me it's like well 
wait, you know who you're talking to? But even if they don't <laughs> say it out loud with their mouth, you can tell if someone doesn't say, oh, why don't you agree with me? You can tell when someone is not feeling your safe place or not defining it as safe anymore because you're disagreeing by their di- their disposition. You, they get upset attitudes never mind forget it i don't want to talk about it people want to run it's fight or flight they either want to fight you and have a debate and be combative and have an argument or they want to flight and say never mind this is why i don't say nothing to you this is why i can't talk to you anybody ever said that before i know how i have oh see this is why i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna say nothing no more what we do is tell the person just die <laughs> what we do is tell the person that their opinion doesn't matter their safe place is only contingent on them being agreed with and that is unhealthy there's nothing wrong with the debate there's nothing wrong with even a heated debate that even turns into some kind of um light argument i don't think it should become name calling and all of that but there's nothing with um a good sparring back and forth right i think it's healthy to know how someone argues you cannot be in a relationship with somebody in totality and deeply and involved with them if you don't know how they act and who they are when they get upset mental jousting yes there's nothing wrong with that uh i do think it's healthy to make sure that you understand the difference between disrespect, character assassination, and mental jousting, and healthy disagreements. The definition of safe is to protect from not exposed to danger or risk, not likely to be harmed or lost. Before you go and tell somebody they are not a safe place, I want you to understand the definition of safe. If they're not putting you in danger, if they are not putting you at risk, if they are not harming you or putting you in a place where you feel lost, then that place is not not a safe place. So when you sit up there and you're arguing with someone or you're going to someone and you want them to make you feel safe just because they're telling you that you need to take accountability. Wait a minute. You hear that sound, Benny Blanco? What's that? That sound means we are going into overtime for our Patreon subscription service only. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This ends the free version, the free episode of the I Said No podcast. I encourage you guys to join my Patreon subscription service. It's doing so well. And matter of fact, I want to shout out my latest Patreon subscriber, Yasmin. Yasmin, thank you so much for signing up this month. You are our first February subscriber. I'm so happy that you are here. You, Yasmin, along with your other beautiful soul, Patreon subscribers, will hear the rest of this episode with Denny Blanco while we get more into a safe place denny tell the free listeners where they can find you before we get out of here to patreon i am denny blanco twitter instagram i am denny blanca and what can they find you for listen videography photography you name an event if you have an event you have a birthday party uh you have sweet 16 you have headshots. graduation headshots um I'm, I'm a i'm a killer with the with the camera um let me know just hit me up email me um you can obviously find all my email information on my pages i am denny blanco on twitter and instagram I'll put all Denny Blanco's info in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening to the free episode of the I Said No podcast. If you want to hear more about a safe place, yes, and I'm going to break down how you can form safe places. I suggest you subscribe to my Patreon today. Link in my bio for the Patreon subscription service or click down in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys.